Hello, everyone. My name is James, and I want to thank you for tuning into the podcast today. This episode, we talk about the urgency that Christians today need to feel, and I give my own testimony for all to hear, and I hope you enjoy. You want know something that's really been bothering me lately? So before I had met you guys and talked to you guys and all that kind of stuff, I had bad anxiety over the answers of like, what's going to happen when I die? You know, is there a God? What's the meaning of life? All that kind of crazy stuff. I, I couldn't sleep and all that stuff. And after I found Christ, uh, the one thing that I'm having terrible anxiety over is my family not being saved in time like terrible like what would happen? like my younger brother went to cedar point the other day what happened if he didn't come back home and i didn't talk to him right well i think that's just it is people don't realize that uh, the sense of urgency most people are distracted they got their tv they got social media they got the sports they got all these things that are going on in their life and they're not really thinking about the end game until usually something happens to them unfortunately either their health is at risk or something, and they realize that all these material things really mean nothing. And uh, and I think once you get saved, and and you truly are saved. In other words, like James, you know, it took you no time. Uh, you know, we we got you a brand new Bible, got you a Bible highlighter. You were in it that evening, <laughs> that day. You're reading, you're soaking in, and so now you're you're learning really what the Bible says. There's a lot of Christians, you know, today that say they're Christians or, you know, got saved per se, but they couldn't quote you Bible verses to save their life unless it's, oh, John three sixteen. you know, <laughs> for God's love, the world he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believes in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, you know, and they know that piece or they know the Lord's prayer or things like that. But the reality is that they read, right? At least the New Testament, at least read it to see who Jesus is, what he yeah. did. And you realize there's an urgency, right? Christ said, Go out, right, and, and preach this gospel into the world. At the end of the day, you only got so much time while your feet are here on the earth. So, yeah, you represent, you you realize that urgency, and, and that's you're, even you're on it quick. Yeah, that's something I even told you is like, dude, I can die right now with a heart attack, let alone the fact that we're driving in cars, people are flying. I mean, this world is chaotic, and the fact that you can die at any moment and you have no idea where you're going to go. Just scared the crap out of me. Well, especially in today's day and age, you think about it. I mean, there's shootings everywhere. Where I wouldn't be surprised to see one come at at a park like Cedar Point in the near future. You've got tens of thousands of people, and you've got folks running around without Jesus in their heart. They're hopeless. So killing people to them doesn't mean anything. And they, they don't. There is what it is. They figure, hey, I get shot by the cops, I'm dead. So what? Yeah, That's it's it. Terrible. It's terrible. And so there's no hope. But um, the urgency that you realize, you know, is important and every Christian really needs to be at that level of my time is not guaranteed. I have a, a friend of mine, 48 years old, was uh, a worker at Ford and, and, you know, high up at Ford, family, kids, drop dead. And I mean, that's not something you expect at 48. I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure his family didn't. And it's sad. But, you know, you look at those and you go. Our time is not guaranteed. How many people get hit broadside during the day because somebody's texting and not paying attention? It happens every day. I'm an insurance agent by day, and I can tell you every single day. So when your ticket gets punched, the question is, is have you already chose? Because we know your time to choose is while you're alive. Yeah. After that, you don't have a choice. Anymore. Yeah, I mean, Mason, do you have a comment on that at all, That whole the whole ideology of that? Uh, not really. I mean um... – my father kind of hit it out of the park of the with everything head. he just, yeah. uh, everything he just said. Yeah. So yesterday, my mom and I had a business meeting, and I'm like, "Mom, like, screw business right now. 
are you saved? And she's like, what? And I said, she's like, you know, I've been a Christian my whole life and this and that. And I said, no, I know that, but are you actually saved? And she goes, well, I don't know. And I said, that's exactly right. Like you died today. Are you, are you okay? And she's like, oh, I don't really know. And I said, great. Well, then we need to sit down and we need to figure that out. And on top of that, I'm going to go to my brother and my dad and be like, hey, my older brother, my older brother's about to have a kid. They need to figure that out. Absolutely. It's, it's, that's no joke. I mean, at least in my opinion, you know what I mean? No, and, and, and that's the hardest part, I think, when it comes to witnessing is trying to figure out how to meet people where they're at currently. And, and you, can't, you can't speak the same to each person because you're not going to win them over. I mean, it, it, you can speak to that yourself. How many people have you spoke to and how many times did it fail mm -hmm. you prior yeah, yeah, yeah. to prior I've to talked to that? tons of people. Okay. It was, <laughs> and, yeah. and they couldn't communicate the Bible or anything to you in a way that made it believable to you at all. Like it, they didn't pull it out for you. So you needed to hear certain things in order for it to become, to come to life to you. Um, and, and that, you know, comes from some of the messages we have there. Um, if you, you know, download our app, Affinity Christ, uh, if you type in Affinity, A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y, and then Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T, in your search in the Apple Eye Store or Google Play. That'll pull up Affinity Christian Ministries right at the top. Uh, it's a black logo. And then you'll see our, our symbol on there. And to clarify, too, real quick here, a little commercial for the app. That symbol is nothing more than an acronym. We've had some people, you know, be like, oh, that's uh, the what? Freemasons. Freemasons. Right. Freemasons. No, not even close because uh, we represent Christ and they obviously do not. Um, but that is an acronym. It's A-C-M. And once you see it, uh, if you even go into it's our app, cool. yep, it'll give you the description. So the A is the overall shape. Um, the C is on the upper half where the open part is. That's the open part of the C. And you notice we have the cross in the middle. That's That C represents the tomb. The tomb is open. The stone is rolled away. The cross in the middle reminds you he died on the cross, went into the tomb, and has been resurrected. And then on the bottom of it is the M for ministry. So that's how we came up with that. And honestly, that was a month of going through really complicated logos and things that we were doing uh, uh, with my, my daughter-in-law, uh, Glynis. And, and, you know, she's an artist and we're going through and ultimately it came down. Let's simplify. Let's simplify and see what we can do. And that's what we got. So right. that's so, where that is. But that, that app, if people go into there, they have access daily on, on the app and stuff and they'll be able to see, you want to know more about us and who we are and what we do. Um, but that helps also witness. And that was really the purpose of Affinity Christian Ministries. Is so when you have a loved one or a family member and you want to communicate to them, maybe maybe you're not the great at, greatest at witnessing because you haven't studied enough. Well, first of all, I encourage you to study and know your Bible. Just read your Bible. Uh, number two, um, being able to say, hey, well, just download this app. I mean, at mm -hmm. this point, it's been made easier for you than anything else. Just download the app. Um, and then on there, we've got different messages. So when we talk about end times, we're talking about the mark of the beast. You can go right into our app and you can watch the Mark of the Beast yeah, message and get video. the scripture detailed because at the end of the day, in here in the podcast, you know, we're going to talk about what the Bible says and things like that. But we want to get down to each and every scripture. That's what the learning messages are for in the app so that not only can you follow along, you can write it down, you can open your Bible and you can verify that along the way. And I think that's really important uh, for people. They got to get well rooted in there. So just to clarify again, my name is Mason, but I'm not a Freemason. My dad's a Mason by trade, but he's not a Freemason. Right? <laughs> it isn't just, so ironic. <laughs> yeah. The symbol and affinity is just an A, okay? Now, I understand that you're supposed to be weary of symbology, you know, because the enemy does like his symbols. 
But if you're afraid of an A, I got something to tell you. Okay, that's all it is. All right, yep. it's not. It doesn't yeah. even. It, like I said, the only thing that even looks remotely close to the Freemasonic symbol is just the A, and that's it. And yep. it's yeah. Yeah, if you looked at the symbol, I, I I went over that with a guy the other day on, online, and you know, oh, I'm just telling you, it's a it's a Freemason symbol. I said, well, here's what a Freemason symbol is, and you'll notice. Um, this is this is not a compass and and a square. It's you know it doesn't have the what the G in the middle and all this stuff. I'm like, look, you know, I mean, there's there's a difference between that. You know, we can we can go to a car dealership and just because they got four tires and a hood, well, one could be a Mercedes Benz and one's a Ford Focus, but they're obviously very very different. Um, so um, it's important for people to understand that. Right, and always remember too, if you're suspicious of us, feel free to judge us by our fruits. Look yep. at our video, see what we say. And see if we're ever out of line with what the scripture is saying. You know, just just don't judge by appearance and by your by paranoia. Now, don't get me wrong; you should always be weary of anyone that's preaching the gospel. Always check them. You never believe someone, mm. never mm. believe someone that says they're Christian and teaches out of the Bible just because they say they're Christian doesn't mean they are. Okay, you always review the verify. information. Always ver- always verify the information that they are going over with you. Hey, J- James, what what? Uh... What was one of the questions you asked me oh, when, yeah. when we were witnessing to you? Yeah, when they were witnessing to me, I, I came over with a few questions, and I was like, I'm going to definitely ask these questions. And the one I asked was, and I had I had two answers. There's only two answers, in my head at least. It wasn't a yes or no, but it was something. I, and I said, Jonathan, why can I like why should I trust you? And in my head, if he says, yes, you can trust me because of A, B, C, or D, it doesn't matter what it is, I was going to walk out of the house. Uh, you know what I mean? But wait, before I can even finish my question, Jonathan looked at me dead in the eyes and says, do not trust me. Pick up your Bible, read it for yourself, and come up with your own conclusions. And that shook me. I was like, oh, this is the first person that has told me to do it myself and to figure it out myself. But you're here to help. Right. Which was amazing. And that's exactly what you were saying, Mason. Right. So, figure so, it out. so since we're talking about, you know, James uh, – how about you uh, go ahead and tell tell everyone a little bit about your story and how you yeah, came I mean, how you came into this because this is all brand new. Oh to yeah, you, it is. So. It definitely is, and I absolutely love it. Um, I mean, I've struggled my whole life. I mean, I'm going to be honest as well. You, you can't go without being honest. I struggled my whole life with depression and anxiety, and it wasn't an anxiety of you know normal day to days. It was uh, the afterlife type anxiety, uh, ex- existential anxiety of like what's going to happen when I die. I couldn't sleep. Because I was so worried and so wanting to figure out my own answers on the afterlife and death. And I, I went to college for philosophy and religion, ironically. Um, but I started to get so dark in, in that depression that I dropped out of school. I dropped out of everything, basically. Um, and it had gotten so bad that I actually got put into an institution. Uh, I mean, it was just terrible. And I learned a lot about myself being there uh, and... and um, I really did try and work to get out of it. And it's been about two years since I was uh, hospitalized. Um, I would never, I don't regret it. That's something in my life that something in my life that I need to be proud of almost because that was me. I can't, I can't take that back. Um, but it was, it was definitely an eye opener. And then, you know, how many, it was maybe two months ago where I, I've known Jonathan for two, three years now more on business stuff. We both own our own businesses or he does insurance and I own my own business. And I trusted him on that point of, I can call him at any time and ask him a business question and he'd have my answer. And when I figured out that you were religious 
I was like, Ooh, this is a good guy to ask questions to. Now, throughout all of my, you know, throughout the past 10 years, I used to go to churches and used to go to pastors and just sit down and ask them questions and try and find my own answers. And every single time I thought to myself, like, these guys are jokes, no offense, but you don't know what you're talking about. I try to read the Bible. I try and figure it out myself and I never really can come up with my stuff, but they would sit down and I'd ask a question and they, they would go, uh, it's, it's God, right? Yeah. There's your answer. And I'm like, no, that's not a good enough answer, at least for me. Right. And then when I met you, Jonathan, we were playing golf, and I started asking you questions, and you would put everything aside on that golf course yep. and just answer my question. And I'd be like, oh, like, dude, you had an answer for that. Like, that's never happened before. So then the next week, I came over to your guys' house, and you, we had the whole clan there, the whole, the whole wise clan. Oh, yeah. And Alex was there, too, behind the camera. Um, yes. and it was, it, we, I think I was at your guys' place for nine hours, nine hours, nine hour Bible study. Uh, and I, I have to tell you, I mean, first of all, that's it technically is even more than nine hours, really. Cause we had nine hours that day, but the night before I'm like, James, make sure you watch the Mark of the Beast video, you know, watch it because the, number one, it'll give us a jump start when we start talking, you know, on that Saturday. Um, and then, you know, Mason, Mason uh, did his teaching actually first. So when you, you came over, you started off with Mason. Mason goes through his teaching. And again, Mason's teaching, uh, that will actually be uploaded in the app here in the next day or so. Uh, we've got it posted on online and stuff as well. But um, he gets to see that. So you're getting the, the creation science, the flood, and the giants, and all the evidence of this stuff that the world has uh, to show people. And, and, and that spoke to you because you're into that too, on top of that, right? Very so, science oriented. Very science oriented. And, and you know, science is not the enemy. Science is doing nothing more than trying to figure out what God did. Science is not God. There's a difference. Um, and so, you know, you're, you know, you're learning those pieces and it's, and it's making the Bible do one thing, come to life before your eyes. It's bringing truth. Because I remember when I, when I handed you the Bible, when I was giving you a new Bible and stuff, you know, and you're like, this is just a book, right? Yeah. It's just, 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 just a problem book. with that. Right. Yeah, that, that, definitely. You're like, this is just a book. I was like, well, it's God's word. By the way, it's the number one selling book in the world, but no, it, this is God's word. Right. Yeah. Like, and when, when you read this and you truly read it, you, you will not deny what your, you, what your eyes are reading. And especially when you see all the prophecy and the things that are going on in the world today, my goodness, that Bible comes out and it jumps out at you. And then you get the teachings from the, the old Testament and the floods and the giants. And you realize like, Wow, the Bible's been telling us things science is just trying trying to figure yeah. out. It's nuts, but it brought it to life for you. And that nine hours that day, I, I tell you, he stood up to a lot of teaching, Denny Mason. Oh, I mean, tons. And and the funny thing is, is that the type of things that me and my dad teach on and tell people about are not what normal people, normal <laughs> church people, actually ever really hear in their life. Um, and James is a guy who quite frankly, was not even really a Christian at the time. No, I was, I, I would have considered myself an agnostic. I need to see it, you know, taste it, touch it, to be able to believe in it. And, it, you know, I, I always thought that it was, if, if let's say Christianity was real, because I studied it, the rapture would come and then I'd be like, okay. Right. Or I always thought to myself that if I did die before the rapture, I could uh, talk my way out of it. But that ain't the case. No. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, was, it was really funny that, uh, you know, that James comes in there and, Immediately, I go ahead and hit jump right into giants and 
uh, which is funny, people. Um, giants are real. It's not just make-believe, fairy tale, uh, figurative language in the Bible. It's literally – the Bible is literally true, okay? And it is scientifically accurate. It is the infallible, inspired, and errant word of the living God. So just get used to it. Everything in there is very literal. Um, and it's just funny because I went through all of it with James. And when he had questions, I answered them. And he was just – he was. Uh, I could see the look in his eyes. He's just like, wow. He, no, he kept and, on, and, he kept, he kept amazed on, and happy. Yeah. And the that's the other time. thing is like at the end, I, I went home and I'm driving home and I'm like, there was not one question that you guys didn't answer that I was like, okay. And, and there was probably a thousand of them. <laughs> there was, that's, that's a decent answer that I can live with when no one else can answer those questions. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and not only in that, the fact that you're not, you're not just making this stuff up either. I mean, when I was talking with these gentlemen, they literally would just flip open their Bible. <laughs> they would find the passage, read it to me. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Like, right. It, it, the, the the knowledge that you guys have uh, and ability is is amazing and so for anybody listening out there uh, definitely you, you have to be open to it my heart had to be in this right place Thank two you. years yes. ago i would have never been able to read the bible or maybe even talk to you guys and, and and come to christ i think you you have to have your heart and your mind in the right place but you also have to be open to it yes it's a it's a humble humble spirit number one if, if you come in to, to want to learn about the Bible and you think you're the smartest thing on planet Earth, you've had, had uh, you know, you've learned this, you've done that, and you ain't going to tell me any different. Well, at that point, your heart is closed, right? The door on your heart is closed. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, you came humbly to, to learn. Like, okay, I'm willing to learn if you can teach me. If not, then it is what it is and probably just confirm what you felt before. Like, mm -hmm. oh, these guys don't know nothing. So bringing that Bible to life and showing you the word, and your heart was there, but you handled nine hours, lots of questions, lots of answers. And honestly, we probably could have continued oh, on easy, that totally night. Uh, and, and, and since then, we've had some four in the morning until four in the morning Bible studies. But, you know, once you realize how many truths are in the scripture that's going on um, in, in all the wisdom that is there and how awesome Jesus was at loving and realize that as a Christian, not religious, not religion, not denomination, but a Christian, a Bible-believing, God-fearing Christian that preaches from the Word and teaches from the Word with the love of Christ. Man, that that changes everything for people when you're when you're truly reaching in love and teaching. But that humble heart lets that soak in. And I'm I'll tell you what, I was surprised that you were still standing. You know, as you're asking all these questions, I think by nine o'clock you could tell. Your eyes were a little bit tired, but you still had more. Like, yeah. I still had more. And you did. You know, you're you're reading and going and going and still soaking in. And I have to tell you, out of – there are very few people. We got Alex here, and we, we, we've we got you. And I'll tell you, the, the two of you soaked it up very quickly. And that was that was good because you're diligent. You read. You you were, you were truly – your heart was looking for the answer, not, not just like, oh, well, I'll flip through this real quick. I've had people challenge me on the Bible, literally, or God and everything else, right? come to find out they've never read the Bible. They couldn't quote a verse to say they're like, they've never read the Bible. And I went, wait a minute, what? You, you haven't even read the, you're asking me these, you're going to act like you know God and you know the Bible and you've never read it. Here's a Bible. It's brand new. Go read it. Yeah, I'll, I'll read it. Do I think they read it? Probably not. You know why? Well, that would take away from Facebook time, Twitter or whatever else. And, and that's one other thing I always thought as I was reading the New Testament is like, even if, even if you don't walk away which you will. If you read the New Testament and you actually have your heart and mind open and you're ready for change, good change, not bad change. Yes. Because um, we all hate change. 
it is a good story. But for me, when I was reading it, it ans- I would ask a question in my head and then the next page it would be answered. Yep. The Holy Spirit, man, when the Holy Spirit's moving on you and knows your heart is ready, the Holy Spirit will give you those answers to what you're And asking. I mean, just the amount of peace that I've been able to find the past two months is just insane. Going from not sleeping and questioning everything to, to finally being able to relax and all that stuff. You know what I mean? You know, Mason, yeah, he talks about the peace, but when you get the Lord in your heart, right, you get that peace. But then next, what you get is you get the joy of leading others to Christ. And that's a feeling, you know, uh, it doesn't, there's nothing in your life that you will do. doesn't matter if you're building skyscrapers. It doesn't matter if you're making billions of dollars. It does not matter. That feeling of life and joy and all that sort of stuff, that a flash in the pan feeling you get from that is so limited. You know, it, it, it's like a, a crack high. It's there and it's gone. You know, it's, it's nothing. And it'll just keep you nothing but wanting, right? But when you lead someone to Christ, not only does that feeling feel better than you ever did, you want to see tears come out of your eyes, it'll come out you leading someone to Christ for sure, because it's an amazing moment. But that will stick with you for the rest of your life. That is is where you you your your rewards are at is bringing people to Christ because you not only impacted their life, now he's looking to impact the lives of people around him, and that that feeling is irreplaceable. Having been in construction, I had tons of employees. We built lots of cool, cool places and Taco Bells and Applebee's and Walgreens. You know, you look at that and there's accomplishment, but it means nothing to me, nothing. But this means everything. And so now we have an opportunity to really, you know, as we're picking up this podcast. And like I said, you know, James tells you what a, a couple months ago, God was not part of his life that way. And now it is. And now James has got the fire of the Lord in him. And what does he want to do? He's got that joy. And as he's sharing with others, he's feeling that joy get powerful. He's like, wow, this is great. And he's, he wants to, you know, I've told him, I'm like, I'll help you witness to someone. But at the same time, he's like, yeah, but I, I want that. No, no, that, that one's <laughs> yeah, mine. Yeah. I want to, you know, I, I want that soul over. So, and that's the way we really should all be. And now, now, as I mentioned to you, you know, right, the Lord put James in our path, right? Not just to save his soul, but in this particular case, James has a skill set also that's going to be beneficial to the ministry. Uh, and, and that testimony that he has will help others who are there. And Alex, Alex, Alex gave his testimony. That was one thing when we did our Bible study, that nine hour study, I called Alex. I said, Alex, you got to come over. I said, I need your testimony. You guys are in that same age bracket. I, I need, he needs to hear you. He needs to hear where you were at and share that with him so that he understands he's, he's not alone. He's not the only one. And that's it. That that is it. Not only going to, <clears throat> excuse me, the institution and stuff like that, but to, to to know that you're not alone in your thoughts and in your prayers and all that kind of stuff is one of the biggest things. Um, and we'll definitely have to have Alex on. I'll I'll, I'll step out or something like that and have you give your testimony yes. and and talk about it a little bit more in depth. And that's really what the podcast is here for us to to really dig deep onto a few things that we we touch on in the videos and the app and stuff like that. And we're going to uh, we're going to be adding our, our fourth mic here uh, mm-hmm. for our next podcast too here so we're all mic'd up because there's a lot of good input and at the end of the day, you know, with the digital age, right? The devil's got more tools pouring in your ear than anything else. This is wholesome stuff um, and really we just, you know, at some point, we'll be opening this up. I know when, when we get set up, we'll have some either a Discord channel or something else where people are going to be able to send in questions live. We'll do some live streaming, different things like that. But certainly while you're uh, you know driving around, 
you know, it gives you something good to listen to, right? Uh, just feed your soul. And if you do this daily, it impacts your life. You know, you can't just go into church for an hour on Sunday and expect yourself to be holy or even focused on that or even feeling refreshed. Um, it's not enough. It's not enough. So, you know, our app, right, it gives you daily Bible verses. That's something most people are not getting. People are not picking up their Bible and reading daily. Start your day out with the Lord. You know, get some Bible verses in a little bit. Read more. I mean, the app is just a it's just a peck, a little little speck of, of something to get you started. But I think if they soak into it, um, it's going to be a much better, much better scenario for them each day. So, yeah. And to uh, kind of recap on everything that we just talked about. So, you know, James came over. We talked to him for like nine hours, you know, uh, went through just about every question we had. But at the end of the night, we told James that it is not up to us to convert you and you don't have to get, you don't do not have to get converted right now. Well, I, that, that, and, and, and it, remember we, as, as a Christian, you can't convert someone. Right. 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 And they, just, they have to believe. So, right. They have to, they have to believe that's between them and God. God is the one that converts people. So we're farmers, right? We plant the seed. Yeah, we plant the seed and that's all, that's all you got to do as a Christian. Your, your duty as a Christian is to spread the truth, whether or not that person accepts the truth is between them and God. Um, so, you know, at the end of this nine hours of uh, essentially questions and answers with James, you know, right before he left our house or my parents' house, I should say, um, we prayed with him and we told James, like, James, whenever you come to God is when you come to God and that is up to you. So we prayed for him. He went home and I think about what, two weeks later. Yeah, I would say about two weeks later, I was like, I, I sat in my room and did that one prayer probably like seven times mm -hmm. just to make sure. Just to make sure. <laughs> and, 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 and a good, uh, to, to, just to bring some Bible and, and some scripture into everything. Um, if, if we turn to Matthew 13, it's, it's the sower and the seed. It's a good, uh, verse. It's a good scripture on us as farmers planting that seed into people's hearts. And it's up to them to allow that to grow. And to not allow others to burn them out and to, for them to find their own answers. It's a really, really good. I, I absolutely love that one. So, I've got that highlighted like 10 times in my Bible. And, and, and when Alex uh, gets on here, he's going to tell you too. Same thing is one thing he said, you know, we, we were witnessing Alex over the years. I mean, Mason and Alex are great friends and, uh, you know, we watch them guys, uh, grow up in their teenage years together and lots of deep conversation, you know, uh, about all things really, but certainly about the Bible and, and I remember, Alex, you telling us, you know, I really appreciate that you shared your faith with me, but you didn't force it on me. You had to make your own conclusion, come to your own your own decision. And so, you know, you'll give that in your testimony here in a moment, too. Um, but that's just it. At the end of the day, folks, I promise you, if you want the joy of the peace and you want it in your heart, have your mind open. We will walk you through the scripture. And when you read it and your eyes are opened, I mean, the 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 part that cracked things open for you was the mark of the beast message. Oh yeah, definitely. Because right? the mark of the beast message that is now, that is today, and this is what's going on. So someone who does not believe in the Bible, right? Oh, this is just a book, right? Someone who is in that that mentality, if they follow technology, even just a little bit, if they understand our cash and our system and where it's going, just a little bit, when they watch that video, boom, just like that, they're like, wow. This is the only book in the world that teaches you about the mark of the beast and what is coming. The only book. There is none other. So when you see that and it comes to life now, my, my, my focus is, and that's been my drive, my, my life, I guess, if you will, is, is that message. But 
to bring it to life for somebody. Now, if you, if you're starting to believe this a little bit, maybe your heart got a little bit softer and you're ready now, like what else can you teach me? What else can you oh, show yeah. me? Right. Oh, yeah. And that was it. And boom, doors open and pour it in and it, and it changes people. I mean, <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, your mom, she was excited. You know, oh, yeah, she man. says, she says, you saved my son. And that's a great feeling. Like I said, people, let me tell you something. That feeling is irreplaceable. That's a high that never stops, never stops. Um, so I encourage you see who you can impact at the end of the day. I know this much, right? When, when, when we're in heaven, I want to be able to look around and point and say, yeah, yeah, I was, I was partly responsible there. <laughs> partly was, you know, I contributed, you know, and, and that, that changed their life. And then look at the, you ever heard the term MLM, right? Multi-level marketing. And it's, I know it's a bad word. I hate it, but at the end of the day, MLM for me means multi-level ministry. Because when I share the faith with you, I can say, Lord, ah, we got this soul saved. And then he went and saved that soul and went and saved that soul. And we look at that MLM just spread out and you're like, wow. And that's why your testimony is important. If you sit down quietly and just sit there and say nothing, it, it's ridiculous. It's like being on a big ship. It's sinking. You're in the water now. You're drowning. You find the rock, this rock of safety, and you get up on it. And you stand there and you see people in the dark, drowning, flooding around. It's like standing on the rock, this is salvation, right? The rock of salvation and saying, I'm not going to say anything. Eh, we'll let them find it. I'm not going to say, hey, over here, right? So as a Christian, we need to scream over here. Your salvation is here. I found safety. I found what you're looking for. Come to me. And unfortunately, too many people sit quietly today. And that's, that's sad to me. Um, yet the opposition <laughs> the opposition is not shy about any of their positions in things and will speak out continuously. So you got to share your faith. You got to. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. So in today's modern age, it is completely evident that the devil is running the show. Just like Jesus said in second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, Satan or the adversary is the God of this world. The only time Jesus ever called someone God other than his father was in reference to the enemy. And that was giving him the, you know, the Godship of over the earth and the devil's going to keep that Godship over this earth until the return of Christ. So you guys got to remember if it ever seems like it's hard to be a Christian, it's, and you know, and again, it seems hard, but it's really not. It's really just opening your mouth and just sharing your testimony and sharing your faith with everyone. Cause it's the truth. Um, but you can look around everywhere today, uh, and see that the devil's in the details everywhere you look. Hundred percent, uh, especially huh. with, especially with this whole Epstein scandal that's going on. You know, this, no, that's that's a small piece of what's going on. But yeah, that is it, just it, listen, guys. That is just the tip of the iceberg. Okay, it's it's gonna. I, I'm I'm it, sure. It, and that's a piece. When you look, I mean, there's there's a lot more. I mean, that's 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 a piece. But when you look at prophecy from the Bible itself. Epstein's nothing more than than one of a million that things that are going on at the same time. But the world as a whole, as a whole, if you look where what is going on, it, it, this is what's happened. If you really look in the last hundred years, this the moral script has been flipped. What used to be immoral is now considered the moral goal, and the things that were uh, you know, moral before now are blasted upon. So you stand up for, for, for anyone from a holy standpoint and you'll be blasted for that because you don't agree with the way of the world. And so that twist that's happened. In fact, if you even say, well, the Bible says this is wrong, 
well, now you're a bigot. Now you're judgmental. Now you're this. Now you're all these sorts of things. And it's the devil's tool. It's like if you don't support, for instance, the Bible says homosexuality is an abomination, right? It's obvious. It's in black and white. It's not a joke. It says an F-mate will not enter the kingdom of heaven. That's a man who who takes on the qualities of a woman, uh, you know, physically. Uh, and anyways, that's black and white. That's what the Bible says. Now, that doesn't mean we hate on others. No, you speak the truth. But see, the devil has the world convinced that if you do not support the lifestyle, they want, the devil wants you to love the sin, not the person. If you love the sin, that's exactly where he's got you. Well, we're supposed to love the person, not the sin. So yes, whether whether the, the homosexuals I, that are in my family that I show love to, it is what it is. And I'm not there to, to they, they know where I stand. I'll gladly share the word with them, but it's their decision. But other than that, I if I walk like Jesus, right? If I do what Jesus did, I show love. At yep, the end of the day, exactly. I would say, go and sin no more. And that's that's really what we're supposed to do is always come back to your scripture. Be careful about how you jump down someone's throat because you're really supposed to be responsible for saving their soul, not pushing them away. But that's the script that's been flipped in society. It's like if I had a son who murdered somebody, right? Can I still love my son? I can still love my son, but I'm not going to love his sin and have a parade, a murder parade. Right? No, I'm not going to bring another person to him or celebrate in it. If he does it again, I still speak against it. This is in the Bible, son. It's wrong. Don't do, etc. And love my son. That's that's what I would do. It's no different with any other sin that's going on in this world. Is walk like Jesus walked. And at that point, people respect you for that. It's when you're judgmental. You know, speaking about how everyone else has issues they need to fix. And the Bible says, why well, don't worry about the moat in the brother's eye when you got a beam in your own eye. Remove the beam in your eye before removing the moat in the brother's eye. And the reality is, is you'll never be sinless. So at this point, you've got an ongoing job that won't stop of trying to sin less. And people who think Christians think that they're, listen, no Christian is perfect. They're the same as everyone else. They're dealing with the same addiction. They're dealing with the same distraction. They're dealing with the same temptation. But you're trying to sin less. And you're focused on it. And honestly, the deeper you get in the word, the easier it is to, number one, identify your sin. James, how quickly did you identify sin? After after getting saved and soaking in, you started to already change how you behaved. Oh, because you were oh, what aware, right? Yeah. Immediately, like, wait a minute. I mean, this is, oh, oh, Alex, you went through the same thing. You're like, all of a sudden, all oh, you're turning around, you're realizing all these things that you were doing that, that had sin. And now you started to trim it back. You're cleaning yourself up. You're growing in the Lord. That's what's going on at the end of the day.